Okay, B'Shem Hashem Na'asev Na'atziach. We are continuing our, our halachot of the daily morning routine. It says that it's a uh, big sin in Judaism, actually. Um, it's a sin called Baal Teshaksu. And Rabbi Eli would know this better than me, because it's brought down in the fourth thing of Shulchan Aruch. We're not allowed to do disgusting things. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this. I'm not going to say we're being no, recorded. No. I'll tell you off camera. Give the, what are the things? Parental advisories, mature, mature content. Only. No, but one, one of the things of... Uh, it has to do with breast milk. I can just tell you that much. So it says... It says that we, we, we're not allowed to do disgusting things. And that one of that means... Um, we're not allowed to... Um, it's actually very bad. And I'll tell you something about the biggest Kabbalist Arizal regarding this. It is forbidden, if you need to go to the bathroom, go say, as soon as possible. So they say the, the Shari Tshuva brings in the beginning of the Shulchan Arach that the Arizal, it's a tremendous mitzvah. I was, gonna miss that. I was gonna mention this in my previous year, a second ago, that it's a mitzvah to be, one of the mitzvahs of Zerizur is to be the first 10 in the synagogue. And the Zohar goes to talk that you, you that, and contrary to popular belief, the Ben Ishchai says that it's not the tenth one that is the biggest mitzvah man. It's the first. So, the per, in chronological order, the person that's the first is more mitzvah man than the second. The second, like the tenth guy, is not as holy as the ninth, right? Because it's to be the first ten is a big thing. In Iran, like the old men used to fight over, like they wanted to be the first ten. But the Arizal didn't used to be the first ten. You know why? He was very, very paranoid and like meticulous to be sure that he was totally body was clean. He went to the mikvah and he didn't have to do, like, go to the bathroom. So it says, you should, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you do um, abuse yourself and make, when you need to go, you don't go, you're going against one of the commandments of the Torah, which means don't be disgusting. Don't do disgusting things. That's a disgusting thing. When nature calls, answer, right? I remember when I was a kid, the Dodgers had a guy. He was the best. I forgot his name. He was like the best. Uh, what is that picture that pitches at the end? The closer? No idea. No but, idea. but anyways, they said, they saw, like, they, 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 it was an important game. It was like the World Series. They, had, they called the guy up. He was nowhere to be found. They, then later, the reporter came and said, where are you? He said, nature calls, I answer. I had to go to the bathroom. I couldn't pitch. But the... Uh, it's uh, it's 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 an important thing. You shouldn't uh, abuse your body. Your body is a sanctuary for your soul, and especially before you pray, you have to pray clean. Parenthetically, we Sephardim, Rabbi Ben Siona Bashaul writes this very important. We don't believe that uh, toilet paper is enough. We believe that you should always use the water. That's why it's better to have wipes or put right. water. Uh, to add water to your. Um, Indeed. So it says it's it's very because ho- cleanliness is holiness, right? The goal of a Jew is to be holy. So he says whether it's number one or number two, you should never. If you need to go, go immediately. Don't um, strain yourself. It's also unhealthy. You should know. It's very unhealthy for the body. And he says, God forbid, the Talmud says if um, number number one, if you if number one you you don't do it. It could cause you not to have children. It's like bad for that uh, sexual 
system. It says the, the Mishnah Brewer writes, the Benishchai writes actually, he says somebody that really has to go and continues learning or continues praying is just um, is foolish, the Benishchai brings. And the halacha, all the. A lot of times people don't understand. When we say, quote the Benishchai, it's just not in the Benishchai's book of law. It's the Shulchan Aruch, it's, it's a universally accepted that. Um, you wouldn't even be able to cover with. Uh, I mean. Delvin with Exactly. So, for example, tefillin, since we're going basic here, you should, your sisir and tefillin, you need to take off during shakrit, right? You take it off. And actually, a lot of people don't know this halacha. If in the middle of prayer, shakrit, you go to bathroom, and now you come back, you need to say bracha again on your tefillin, not on your sisir. So, asula dabeshum, oh my goodness. This is such a good, it was so good. Because uh, so many people don't know this halacha, it's good we, uh, we we talked about it. And thank God for text messaging. At least text messaging does do some good. It's forbidden to answer your phone. Even talk in the in the bathroom. Rav Ovadia has a tshuva and Yabi Omer that if you're expecting a million dollar business call and by accident you have to go to the bathroom and if you don't pick up the call you may lose the sale and it's a million dollars. You know, because the guy, they're very cutthroat. So if you don't pick up the phone, the guy's going to get... Um, what do you mean? He's going to get upset and then just go to a next wholesaler and buy from him. Well, Avadi says you could pick it up because it's like, but normal, and it's forbidden to say Shalom. And for, it's uh, forbidden to say Eliyahu. Because if you say Shalom Eliyahu, you did two sins. Eliyahu has God's name in it and Shalom is God's name. So it's a, we're not allowed to pick up the phone, talk on the phone in the bathroom, learn Torah in the bathroom. Um, you can't I'm, even think Torah. Yeah, you can't even think Torah in the bathroom. And uh, it's, uh, it's, my rabbi, Ben David said, in the olden, in the Alter Heim, in the olden days, at least before cell phones, when you go to the bathroom, you'd have some peace of mind. Now in the bathroom, they don't leave you alone. Right? People even get stressed out <laughs> in the bathroom. So, when it actually causes, um, it, it, it's actually, it's very important. It's scary. I, I, I have to, t- myself, probably I'm gonna start keeping my cell phone away from me in the bathroom because it says, that God forbid, when you talk, the negative angels, the shin, these, the demons, like it gets it, it, it things your your words. Every word you say, they attach yourself to it. So it's it's not a kabbalistically, it's not it's not a good thing to talk in the bathroom. And. Um, we said this before that we believe that the best way to clean yourself after you do number two is with water. That's why, by the way, like uh, God, God willing, when you build your own house, Rabbi Netanelli Sr., which was the greatest, greatest, he was uh, such an important figure in the history of Persian Jewry. He sent Rabbi Balanis to Yeshiva, Rabbi Ben David, and he was one of the greatest, greatest uh, pedagogues, teachers of Torah in Iran. He, he, my dad was a developer, so he would say, whenever you build a family a house for Jewish people, tell them they should uh, tell the architect to put a bidet in the bathroom. Because it's, it's very good. That's, that's the cleanest way. But if one doesn't have that, they should use wipes. Yeah, you can I, use wipes, or just make the uh, toilet paper wet. So... Um, 
He says, the next halacha says, after you do your stuff in the bathroom, you need to do netilah. Which type of netilah do you do after the bathroom? Like the netilah of the morning. One, two, three, four, five. You skip. Not like red one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, you do six times. Six times. One, two, three. Yeah. Like we learned last time. So it says, oh, see, this is your answer. He says, after the bathroom, and if you don't have, if you don't have the, uh, the, uh, the vessel, you could even use the faucet. But not for, like, for bread? Or for bread, you really know. For bread, it's very important to have the, 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 cup. the cup. And for the morning, too, no? Yeah, Rav Avadia here, and the, based on the Benishchai says this also. I didn't know that. And it says this, there's absolutely no difference between men and women. Right? There's absolutely no women. That's why I say, parenthetically, guys, the Mishnah Brura, the Chafetz Chaim brings this, that the right way of doing the morning routine, Elliot, is that in the morning, when you get up, you don't say bracha netila. You do the netila without a bracha, you do your stuff in the bathroom, you come out, and then you do another netila, that, that one you say the bracha on. Because we don't want to say Hashem's name while we need to go. So obviously women, it's very important to teach the women, the, the, you know, there's a glorious, glorious bracha of Asher Yatsar. That we thank God that our plumbing and our whole body and heart and all our organs are working good. It's very important to uh, memorize it and also memorize it well because some people, they miss a word or two. And a person that says this blessing of Asher Yatsar Adam Bechokhmah, that you thank God that your body is working appropriately, it's a big segula. You know what segula means? It's a big omen, it's a big energy that you never get sick. Because God, a lot of times, why does God take away the gifts He gives us? Because we don't appreciate it. But if you appreciate it, then God gives you, inshallah, ba'azat Hashem, more and more health and wealth. You always have, every second, you should be in a state of gratitude. Actually, my life coach taught me it's proven scientifically. When you're in a state of gratitude, 1,400 different chemicals in your body turn on and make you like health. It's, it makes immunity go up. Is that not a coincidence why we make 100 blessings every day? So, um, so it says women also, should children should learn this. And it says uh, there's 45 um, words in the Baruch of Asher Yatsar. And Rav Shach, a lot of the people say, a lot of times, uh, God bless the person. Wow, I uh, envy his Olam Haba. That made a poster. A lot of people post a poster outside their bathroom. And that way, when you say it from a poster, from the Sidur, you're more thoughtful. Because it has 45 words. And Adam, the numerical value of a person is also 45. So that's... uh, Appreciate, appreciate your health. Like my dad passed away from pancreatic C. Like we have so many amazing miracles. Like literally, I was once say, thinking like literally to, Asher Yatsar should literally take us five minutes. If you're a biologist and you really know what's going on, like you, you're a nurse in John Hopkins. If you really know how many millions of good things are going on in all your cells and all your brain and this, 
a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's not one miracle. It's millions of miracles. Because yeah. we say if one of these holes that are closed or get open, so it's it's just so wonderful. I want to finish this chapter because I really want to get us to, uh, through. So let's let's go a little bit quicker. He says, uh, let's say you forgot to say Asher Yatsar. How many times do you have makeup? So he says up to 72 minutes. If you rem- A lot of times people are in a morning rush, right? They got to do carpool. They got to get to business because no money, no honey. So if you forgot to say, actually, we hold, we Sephardic, we hold like Rav Ovadia, to actually any blessing. If you forgot to do it, like Nefashot or Allah or all of these, up to 72 minutes after you could say it. If you forgot to say it immediately after. But if you have Zerizut, then you would have <laughs> done it right after. So the laws of uh, wearing your clothes. It says it's not good to walk around naked or non-modest, even in your own bedroom, because God is everywhere. Because we say, Kadosh, 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 Hashem Sevakot, God's glory is everywhere. God is watching us and with us. It's forbidden to say God's name without a kippah. So I send you the class on that. Technically speaking, it could be in the time of the Rambam. The Rambam, for example, doesn't bring this say that every person had to put a, had to have a kippah on. But already from the time of Moshe, in honor of saying the name of God, you needed a kippah on. So it's very important whether men or women. A lot of people don't know this. Women, even if they're virgin or they're not married, they should cover their hair when they say bracha. This is Sephardic. This is our custom. So he says, the laws of a kippah is, the kippah shouldn't be size of a pea. <laughs> Your kippah should be enough. Not like Naftali Bennett's. <laughs> it, should, it should be enough that you see it from all sides. Uh, it's also very, very important to put a... You know, that's why, by the way, our kippah has two layers. Because we want to make... Because in a way, it's considered like a hat. It's a layer on top of a, a layer. You see that? So it's, it's, it's a mitzvah. A lot of times when you're saying Birkat HaMazon, you know, the most important prayer we say every day is Birkat HaMazon. So for Birkat HaMazon, it's good to even have your hat on. Because it kind of like gives you more kavana. And that's what he says. Like... Uh, that's why when you pray mincha, shacharit mincha narvi. Okay, the next part of our daily routine is saying the birkota shachar. We thank God for vision and they're able to walk and talk. It says, uh, we Sephardim believe, even like on the night of Shavuot, or a night that you become a party animal and you don't sleep at night, in the morning, do you say all the blessings? We say all of them. Because we believe that the brachas are going on, we're thanking God for nature. That in the world, there are roosters that are our natural alarm clock, and you know. So Ashkenazim may be different, but all the blessings that you see in the beginning of the Sidur, we say. Elokai Neshama and Birkata Torah and all these. And women also have to do all these blessings, right? There's no difference. It's so heartbreaking that a lot of times in, this, in the shul I see women are not with the program. 
there's certain things women are not obligated, like sisir and tefillin, but like a lot of the prayers, there's no difference between. But women, don't women, but women, instead of saying, obviously they don't say, God, you didn't create me as a woman, they say, God, the last three blessings, they have a different nusach, um, different verbiage, different what they need to say. They say, like, for example, Shalasani Goya, Shalasani Shifcha. They say it just like men. And the last thing we, we, we need to do, we're going to learn about tonight is what's the most important blessing we, we say in the Birkota Shachar? It's Birkota Torah. Maran in chapter 47. Because one of the reasons the second temple was destroyed, the first temple, I apologize, was destroyed is because they didn't say Bracha and Torah. Did you know that? That's a Gemara in Nadarim. So it's actually one of the few places in Shulchan Aruch that says you should be very careful when you say the three, you know, every morning we see, we say three blessings at Torah. What are the three blessings? Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melcha Olam Asher Lishon Sonu Al Divrei Torah V'ha'erevna We say God, make the Torah what? Precious to us. And both us and our children, children, and our children, children should always be God-fearing and knowing Torah. So I'll tell you an amazing thing from the Ali Shor. I heard this, not in the book, I heard it from the author himself. You know, Elliot, there's Ha'erevna, means something should be precious to you, and also means to mix. So it says, that's no coincidence. Hebrew is the holy language, it's the God's language. Why does it, the word Ha'ariv, mix, and to be precious mean the same thing. It says when something's precious to you, we're, we're praying to Hashem that the Torah should be so precious and exciting to us. When something's exciting and enthusiastic, enthusiastic, it gets mixed into you. You never forget it. That's why we say what? That's the kavana we should have. So it says um, when you say the bracha, you should have kavana, Elliot, that... It's going all the Torah you learn from the morning till night. Right? That you sleep. Women also have to say this bracha. I, women, don't have to learn Gemara. They don't have to learn Torah like men, but they have to learn their halachot. They have to know how to go to mikvah and bake challah and separate it and light the candles. He says one that doesn't sleep the night of Shavuot and Hoshana Rabbah would say Birkat Torah in the morning when he does Natila, after he does Natila, right? And there's no necessary like the Ashkenazim. The Ashkenazim, what they do is they find somebody that did sleep the night of Shavuot and they have them say the bracha for them. But that's not our custom. Anyways, the last halakha we're going to say is that our custom is right after Birkat Torah, and the Siddur is also written. We say Birkat Kohanim, right? We say Baruch. The last blessing of Birkat Torah is like the one we say on the when we get a, when you get called up to the Torah. Asher b'char banu mikol amim Torah. Right after, because we don't want so you're saying a blessing on the Torah. We don't want the blessing to be on something in vain. We want it to start on something. So what do we say right after the blessing? Right? 
אמר להם, ויברכך אדוני וישמרך, יעל אדוני פניו אליך ויחונקה, יישא אדוני פניו אליך ויישם לך שלום. Some people have a custom to also say a Mishnah, so their bracha Torah goes also on the oral Torah. Some people say a pasuk from the Sefer Yetzirah, so the bracha Torah also goes on Kabbalah. Cute, I never knew this. It's different... Different minhagim. Some say like the Mishnah of, I never knew this, Tana Dabeliyahu Kulashon Alachot, or the Gemara of the Gemara of that, or the Rabbi Hananam Ben Akashiah. So one of the beautiful things you should have Kavana meditate on when you sing Birkata Torah every morning is we say Baruch Hashem Noten HaTorah. Blessed is Hashem that is giving the Torah. The Torah was not only given thousands of years ago, but still that heavenly voice still our conscience, through God, through our soul and our conscience, is still giving us new insights in the Torah. The Torah never gets stale and old. God is constantly, from the mountain of Sinai, the heavenly voice is still talking to us. And Hashem should help us that we should always cherish the Torah and know the value of time in Torah and never forget the Torah that we learn. Not us, not our children, not our children's children should always stay in the path. The path of the holy... Torah, Amen ve Amen.